Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Happy Holidays, Unity on the Bay! Wow, it's Christmas again. I love this time of year. And for me, the 13th year in a row now, I will be boarding a plane this year with my beloved mother, and we'll be heading up to Missouri, where the temperature is forecast to be a high of 33 and a low of 19. (laughs) Clouds and snow flurries. And you say, why in the world would you want to leave the spectacular weather of South Florida and head up to Missouri? Well, of course, that's my hometown, and my family's up there, and some of you know that for the last three years, we've had a new addition to our tribe, and I am greatly looking forward to spending several days between Christmas and New Year's with my granddaughter, Ashlyn Grace Jackson. Yeah. So that is a thrill, and well worth enduring the cold. Only for a few days, but it'll be a great and grand experience. Ashlyn has been a tremendous teacher to me over the past three years. I realized when I had my own children, Aaron and Angela, uh, so many years ago, that they were also teachers to me. But there's something about the passing of time and aging and the wisdom and the insight that comes along with that that has made me truly appreciate even more the gifts that little children can bring into our lives. And I'm looking at one right now. You know, in their eyes, we can see, I think sometimes, everything that we can't see in ourselves and sometimes in other people. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing down here? We're glad you're here. You know, children are such wonderful teachers. So often in life, we think we're the ones that are educating our children. And while there are definitely... um, important things that we need to teach children about the world. There's so many things that children can teach us about our spiritual nature. Because when we first showed up on this planet, we were not yet indoctrinated into the social way of being and existing that the planet has to offer us. And everything happens for a reason, you know. The reason that we depart or go into the far country when we get into our humanity is, I believe, so that we can better value and appreciate the spiritual nature of who we are when we return to its awareness. A wonderful book that uh, I just pulled off the shelf when I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you today, and in fact, it's literally falling apart because it's been so well-read and well-worn. That's the case with all books. You know, I still love books. I think technology is great, but there's something about holding a book in your hands. There's something about being able to, you know, move through the pages, yeah. And I love my library, you know, because I don't keep a lot of books, but the ones I have have all been great guidebooks for me, great manuals for living. And this one that I'm holding right now in this moment is called The Four Agreements. It's written by a fellow named Don Miguel Ruiz. And we're in the process right now of lining up some terrific speakers for our series here at Unity on the Bay next year. The son of Don Miguel Ruiz, who is appropriately named Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., will be with us in March, so stay tuned for details on that, because I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot about uh, the content in this book, The Four Agreements, and whatever level uh, the next generation is taking it to. But I wanted to open by sharing some of the words from Don Miguel Ruiz Sr. regarding human beings. He says, humans are dreaming 
all the time. Humans are dreaming all the time. Before we were born, the humans before us created a big outside dream that we will call society's dream or the dream of the planet. The dream of the planet is the collective dream of billions of smaller personal dreams, which together create a dream of a family, a dream of community, a dream of a city, a dream of a country, and finally, a dream of the whole humanity. The dream of the planet includes all of society's rules, its beliefs, its laws, its religions, its different cultures and ways to be, its governments, schools, social events, and holidays. We are born with the capacity to learn how to dream, and the humans who live before us teach us how to dream the way society dreams. The outside dream has so many rules that when a new human being is born, we hook the child's attention and introduce these rules into his or her mind. The outside dream uses mom and dad, the schools and religion to teach us how to dream. We're all dreaming, my friends, and we're in the process of awakening. For some of us, in fact, the dream is more of a nightmare than it is a dream. Because we have allowed ourselves to be imprinted by beliefs, which you'll always hear in a unity church, are erroneous in nature. They're not true, but it doesn't matter if you believe them. If you focus your attention on them, your reality begins to reflect them. So we're all dreaming. The question is, what are we dreaming? And the empowerment of the soul comes when we realize that we can dream anything we want to dream. Did you know that? You can dream anything, you can imagine anything, you can create anything that you choose. So the all-important question of this season and any season is, what are you dreaming? And to become conscious of the role that you play in the manifestation of that dream. I remember when my own children were born, and later when Ashlyn came into my experience, that I always had a difficult time believing what so many people had told me. Even though I grew up in unity, I was often... Um, introduced to other belief systems by children. And I remember one such occasion when I was told if I knew that I had been born in original sin. And of course, being raised in unity, I didn't even know what original sin was, which was a great thing. But I soon learned because even though I was raised in unity, I was still a part of this social dream, right? Part of the human collective dream. But I had great difficulty when my own kids arrived, and certainly when Ashlyn arrived, in seeing such a beautiful creation in my arms and thinking that this had been born in original sin? No way. There's no way that I could accept that or believe that. To take a child, to take a creation of the divine, and immediately begin to put upon it these ideas that somehow it was born into a state of wretchedness, and, and, and unworthiness and incompleteness, I couldn't accept it. And I pray that I never will. So in unity, my friends, we are here to tell you that you are not born. You have never been born in original sin. You are born in original blessing. Original blessing. And the presence and the power of God created you and sustains you. So now is the time at this Christmas season for us to lay down any sense of unworthiness that we've carried it with us and allowed to be a part of the ingredients of our dream and stand in strength and in faith 
in the midst of a new identity for ourselves, for other people, and for the planet. So children being born into this state of original blessing are gifted by the presence and power of God in some amazing ways, too numerous for me to mention all of them. But I will focus in on just a few of them because I believe that these are not only childlike qualities, they're the qualities of the Christmas season. They're what the season is all about. And I want to encourage you between now and Christmas morning when you awaken and throughout that day and really every day of your life to start realizing that these qualities dwell in you no matter what the world has told you about who they think you are. You and I, we must find the strength and the courage, the tenacity to stand in the awareness of the truth of who we are. So let's just take a look at a few of these ingredients. Innocence, wonder, authenticity, humility, love. All of these are your divine qualities, your gifts. And if you have forgotten about them, allow me the pleasure and honor of reminding you that these are key core ingredients to who you are. Don Miguel Ruiz goes on in his book to say this, children believe everything that adults say. We agree with them and our faith is so strong that the belief system controls our whole dream of life. We didn't choose these beliefs and we may have rebelled against them, but we were not strong enough to win the rebellion. The result is surrender to the beliefs with our agreement. Now, I know standing in the midst of all of you that many of you have a rebellious nature, and it didn't just show up yesterday. Probably you've had it all of your life. There were probably things that you were told about yourself and life and other people that you really didn't respond to, that you really didn't integrate into your own integrity, and yet somehow you accepted them because the pressure of the world, the pressure of society's dream was so constant and so forbearing that you found it impossible to ultimately not succumb to it. And most of us have done this. We've succumbed to these ideas about ourselves because that pressure is strong and it is intense. But I'm telling you this morning in this room that you are always free to change your mind about what you choose to believe. Don't let anybody ever tell you that there is a belief that you must embrace. This is your responsibility. I've often referred to it as creating your own religion. You have to go into the very innermost recesses of your being and ask yourself if that which you believe is really true for you. Ruiz goes on to talk about something I've discussed with you many times. It's a process he refers to as human domestication, the domestication of the human being. He says that from the moment we arrive on the planet, we must be domesticated, not unlike a dog or a cat. We have to be, in some way, arranged so that we fit into the social mold. And exceptions to this are frowned upon very deeply. And in fact, we're taught that when we cooperate with this social mold or dream or idea, we are going to be rewarded, and when we don't cooperate with it or when we stand in rebellion with it, we are going to be punished. So much so that we have even made God into this character in the sky that is observing our every move and just waiting to pounce on us the moment that we screw up. Now that is preposterous, my friends, because the God that we believe in in unity is a God of unconditional love. There is nothing you have ever done, could do now, or ever will do that will deprive you of the unconditional embrace and love and adoration of that which created you. But unfortunately, we don't really believe that most of the time. We actually and eventually become auto-domesticated animals. 
We don't need anybody to tell us what's right or wrong or good or bad anymore because we're so programmed into the social construct that we go into autopilot and we're just constantly monitoring ourselves. We're constantly holding ourselves back whenever we start to step outside of that social norm. Whenever we start to dream a dream that is outside the collective dream of all humanity, no matter how painful that might be, it's at least familiar to us. It may not be comfortable, but we'll stay there just because it's safe. I assure you of this, it is not safe. That safety is an illusion, and ultimately it is a false sense of security because there is nothing outside of you that can ever liberate your soul. You must go within, and then you must live in integrity with that which you were born to bring forth, that divine blueprint. And there's not a one of us in this room that is not capable of doing it. There's not a one of us in this room that doesn't have the courage, the strength, and the capability of living the life that we are intended to live. And my friends, if we don't embody it, somehow, you know, our wayshower Jesus Christ so many years ago found that courage inside of himself, and he began to live completely outside of the social norms. He began to live according to the divine blueprint, and he asked us to do the same thing. And I believe that humanity is on the precipice right now of stepping outside of the, of the confines of all the lies that we've been told and really starting to live with the understanding that we are worthy, that we are capable, that we are competent because we're created in this amazing divine fashion. The question is, will you believe that enough to begin exhibiting it in your own life and thus serve as a model, even a savior, if you will, to the people who occupy time and space in your experience? Because if you're not that model, who is going to be it? We've been waiting 2,000 years for the Savior to show up, my friends. I'm telling you this morning, you're the only Savior there is. And your business is to save yourself and then be the example that saves other people from the miserable condition of the human nightmare that we've created. Our scripture for this morning is from the book of Matthew, 18th verse first through fourth chapters. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I want to emphasize Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I think turning is the perfect word. Because what creates the manifestation of our dream in our life is not only the beliefs that we adopted, but the incessant attention that we give to these beliefs. We're over here so completely convinced that we're lousy, that we're the scum of the earth, that we can't do anything right, that we're born in original sin. Good heavens, what a great start in life. Given that, it's a miracle that any of us are even sitting in this room. But what we must do is to literally turn our attention away from those thoughts and those ideas about ourselves and start to give our attention to a new understanding of who we are, to turn to the childlike qualities that are within us and start to allow those to flourish. Because wherever your mind is focused, wherever your energy goes, a manifestation will always follow. So Jesus is very accurate in telling us literally to turn. Turn away from those old ideas. And when they begin to permeate your mind, you find the strength you call upon, the presence of God within you for the strength to turn away. No, I will no longer be mesmerized by all of these lies. 
I will now look only to the spiritual truth of who I am. I am not God's full-grown adult. I am God's child. I'm a child. And we don't like to admit that to each other because it makes us, like a child, vulnerable. But I'll tell you what. That vulnerability is the threshold. It is the portal through which you begin to enter into a new identity for yourself. And that identity is extremely powerful. Never let anyone convince you that true humility is not power. Because I'll tell you this, it is. The more that you can completely reveal yourself and allow yourself to be vulnerable, the more you will find that the Spirit of God stands up before you and no weapon formed against you can prosper. It can't, because you know who you are. So we're turning, and the secret of celebrating Christmas and the life and teaching of Jesus is to begin to experience a reversal of your personal human domestication and become like a child again. What a great thing to do at Christmas, because Christmas is all about children. So allow yourself to be like a kid again. Let's take a look this morning at some of the ingredients of the dream of the child. It begins with innocence. I am not guilty. Say that with me. I am not guilty. Now, I don't know what comes up inside of you, but I believe there is a lot of programming in you, just like there is in me, that says, excuse me, but you are quite guilty. You can say I'm not guilty for as long as you want to, but think about what you did last night. Think about what you did last month. Think about what you did last year. Yeah, you're guilty. You are not guilty. You didn't do anything wrong. The only reason that you're feeling guilty is because you have accepted the belief that you've done something wrong, which means that you've taken the power of life out of the hands of God and tried to exercise it yourself. Well, guess what? You can't do that. You can't do that. You are a piece. You are an expression of God, but you're not the whole of God. That requires all of us. You haven't done anything wrong, and you're not guilty. I am not ashamed of who I am. Say that with me. I am not ashamed of who I am. There's nothing to be ashamed about. In fact, there's only something to celebrate. I'm a child of infinite, unconditional love. I am grateful to be created in the perfection of God. The second quality is wonder, and I would link to that word imagination. Wonder and imagination. I do not allow assumptions from the past to cloud my present experience. I see everything in this moment for the first time. I am constantly curious and delightfully surprised. You see, most of us have run around in life. The older we've gotten, the more we've labeled, defined everything. There's no room for imagination because we know what it is and we know how it works and we know how we need to employ it in our lives. But I'll tell you this, it is possible. It is very possible for us to take something like this and have absolutely no idea, even if it's just for a moment, what it is. I don't know what this is. I have no idea. I'm just experiencing it with a sense of wonder and curiosity. In truth, I couldn't even call those flowers red because I don't know what a color is. My mind is blank. I am completely capable of experiencing this thing, whatever it is, for the first time. And when I do that, I marvel at the texture that I see before my eyes. 
I wonder what those curious little seeds are all about. I feel the life force emanating from whatever this is. And I feel the life force within myself. Since I do not know what separation is, my life is one with this life. And I can only say that I am in a state of total marvel. I don't know what you are. <laughs> but I think you're awesome. Now that, my friends, is the way a child, before it's conditioned by the world, responds to everything. What is this? What does it mean? What does it do? How does it act? I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time you looked at anything in your life without bringing any kind of prescription from the past and really had a here and now moment with something? It's amazing. That's when you see the presence of God, not when you are observing everything with all of your labels, all of your definitions, not when your conclusions are all tightly sewn. You've got to break all that away and realize that in this moment, if you allow it, the presence of God will reveal itself to you. Authenticity. <laughs> this is a good one. I don't try to live up to the expectations of others. Do you? <laughs> on a good day, I don't try to live up to the expectations of others. But I must admit, I was so heavily conditioned to live up to the expectations of others that very few moments, sacred though they may be, go by where I'm not concerned about somebody else's opinion. But I'm getting better every day as I realize that in God's opinion, I'm already perfect. I express who and what I am with gentleness, compassion, confidence, power, and certainty. I encourage others to do the same. You can always, my friends, be the whole of what you are in any given moment of time and space without being offensive, without being in a state of attack. You can express who you are, and if you do it with love and compassion, even if you're in a bad mood, what you'll find is that kind of sharing, that kind of authenticity is always helpful, and it always promotes your growth and the growth of those around you. Express yourself 100%. Hold nothing back. Simply allow it all to be cushioned with love, cushioned with kindness, cushioned with compassion, cushioned with understanding. The next quality is humility or trust. I do not need to fill myself with inflated images of superiority. You see, if you're not confident in the quality of who you are, in the purity of who you are, then it becomes very important to try to make yourself more than other people. You develop a superiority complex. You have to put other people down in order to escalate your own opinion of yourself. And it's simply not necessary. Every one of us is bringing a unique expression into this experience, into this mix, and they're all sacred and beautiful and filled with quality. I know who lives my life, and I walk with a meek spirit, trusting in my personal guidance and divine direction and purpose. And finally, love. And let me share something with you about love. It's often mistaken. I never confuse attachment, expectation, and possession with love. The unconditional love of God expresses fully and freely through me at all times. Never confuse attachment, 
expectation, and possession with love. My friends, if you're really experiencing love with another individual, hard as this may be for you to believe, you are in what I call a nothing-do relationship. You don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. This is an exchange in unconditional love. There are no conditions that make that love possible or impossible. That is a level of love that is so pure, so pristine, and one that the world knows very little about. Because most of us have assumed that the objects of our love are here for our possession, that it's perfectly rational and, rational and reasonable for us to make demands and expectations of those that we love. And if they don't, what do we do? Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop loving you. It really makes a divine quality into something very, very minuscule. And you can't do that with love. It's far too powerful. Ruiz also, in the pages of his book, has this to say to us. He says, I want you to forget everything you've learned in your whole life. What? I want you to forget everything you've learned. Because you know what? Everything you've learned, you've learned from the past. Well, guess what, Unity on the Bay? You're not in the past. You're in this present moment. And all the wisdom and knowledge that you need will be revealed to you in this moment. So forget about all you think you know. You knew that about yesterday, but you do not know it about today, and you'll never know it about tomorrow. This is the beginning of a new understanding, a new dream. The dream you are living is your creation. You have the power to create hell, and you have the power to create heaven. Why not use your mind, your imagination, and your emotions to dream heaven? Let's break out of this nightmare of hell. It is only a figment of your imagination, my friends. This should be good news to you at Christmas and every other season of the year. All I want for Christmas is not my two front teeth. I already have them. Thank you. All I want for Christmas is a new dream. All I want for Christmas is a new way of being, my friends. I don't want to live in bondage and slavery to the social dream of lies any longer. It's time for us to wake up. I want to be the child of God that I know I was created to be. I want to get back to my roots. I don't want to walk around this planet like an arrogant individual that thinks he knows anything. I want to look at you. I want to look at you. I want to look at this room, I want to look at the planet, I want to look at the flowers and the birds and the trees for the first time, as though I had never ever seen them before. Removing all the judgments and labels that I have placed out of my own insecurities and realize that you are God in expression, and so am I. And so is the person that you work with that you find it difficult to get along with. And so are all those in-laws and family members that you're going to be spending time with during the holidays. Wake up, my friends. Don't you allow the lies that you have been conditioned to by the social dream to run the reins of your life any longer. You stand in faith. You stand in the certainty that we are all God's perfect creation. And the Christ idea and the Christ ideal is being born in each one of us in this room and in the hearts and minds of all people upon the face of this planet. That is the only reason to celebrate Christmas. God bless you.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.